0: So first Samuel chapter 3 verse 10 The Lord came and you can put this up on the screen the Lord came and stood there calling as at other times Samuel Samuel and then Samuel said speak for your servant is listening. Today I want to talk about the voice of God. And it's interesting because we live in the information age, don't we? I mean, this is the age of information with tremendous technological advancements in the field of communication. Uh, almost everyone in the world has access to Televisions, to cell phones, to computers, to the internet, etc., 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 and we have the choice. In this world that we live, we have we have the choice to decide what radio stations we listen to, uh, as long as they play 80s music, and, and, and what television uh, stations and channels that we watch. We have uh, choices uh, to uh, of what kind of media we uh, expose ourselves to. Uh, the most widely used media today to share information is. Social media, from Facebook to Snapchat to Twitter uh, to Instagram to That's a gram to Weezer gram, uh, you name it. Uh, we have all kinds of information that we have access to, and often we see and hear a lot of inaccurate things. Amen. Well, all of the advancements all of the information technology that we have access to do, to none of it compares to God's way of communication because you see this morning when God speaks his message is always truth it is directed to the right person, the right way, and at precisely the right time, all the time. Amen? The challenge is, though, the but in the equation is that in all of this, He leaves us with the choice as to whether or not we listen to his voice. And so today I want to begin by reminding us, first of all, in this message, that if you are sitting here today and there is air going through your lungs, if you are breathing, if you are alive, and I'm assuming all of you are, there are multiple voices speaking to you every single day. Do you know that? Now, I'm not talking about your spouse or your children. I'm talking about the fact that, number one, the world is constantly speaking to us. The voice of the world is in our ears every single day. The voice of the Lord is audible to those who pay attention to his word and incline their ears to his saying, as Proverbs 4 says. But the reality of it is, is that the world is speaking to us Constantly. Technology has been widely used today to make people focus their attention on what the world is saying rather than on what God is saying. And I want you to understand something. If we're not careful, the world is able to drown out the voice of God when we allow things like greed, when we allowed things like the love of possessions, when we allow things like our desire uh, to achieve fame or power, when we allow the things of the world, what the world says is important, when we allow those things to take center stage, the world, if we're not careful, the voice of the world will drown out the voice of God in our lives. And we respect and we admire and we celebrate a lot of things in the world. But the voice of the world can never be the primary voice of our life if we are going to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now the thing about it is, is not only do we have the voice of the world coming at us, but we also have, and this is something that we need to realize, we also have the voice of the enemy coming at us. The the voice of the devil, if you want to say it that way, coming at us. The devil is also using all of the things that we have talked about that can be used as a positive, uh, you know, just for, just for the record, the internet is not from the devil, okay? But make no mistake, the devil uses the internet. Did you hear me? The devil is using technology, is using all kinds of voices in our world today to steal, to kill, and destroy. He is killing our youth He is killing and murdering innocent people. He is destroying lives with his voice through the things that we are subjected to. And I don't want to get all like like uh, I don't want to I don't want to get all like oh like you know like technology is bad and and the internet is bad and all of this and you know back in the eighties I remember in the eighties remember remember backmasking Does anybody know what backmasking is? You remember that? Every single record in the United States, the devil was speaking subliminally through it. You see, you're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. Backwards said, devil is good, devil is good, devil. No, I'm just kidding. I went to all of these things on that. Okay? And I can remember sitting through some of these things and they play these records backwards and they say, you hear that? You say, Satan is alive, Satan is alive. I'm going, really? Does that say that? Because I'm not hearing it. I'm hearing. (coughs) 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 I'm like, I'm I'm guessing if I twisted that enough, I might be able to hear something out of it. I'm not going to go to that extreme, but what I am saying to you today is, listen, The enemy's voice is coming through in our culture today, and we have to be aware of it. We have to be aware of the fact that the enemy speaks in our world today, and the enemy is attempting to destroy the sanctity of marriage, The enemy is attempting to destroy the sanctity of life. The enemy is attempting to destroy everything that we understand as being Christ-centered. And he speaks in a very soft and subtle voice. And if we're not careful, we can be drawn into it. Listen, the enemy's voice Quite truthfully, can appear to be like honey to the lips. It can appear to be soothing to the ears. You see, Satan is not some grotesque, horrific-looking, and sounding beast. He is that which he wants to attempt To convince us that we most desire. And that's the voice that he hears or that he uses. And that is the voice that we hear. Make no mistake about that. Amen? But there's also the voice of the Lord. You see, the Lord speaks to his creation through his word. He speaks us, to us through the lives of his servants. This last week, as I sat in a room with leaders from all across the United States, there were uh, men and women in that room from everywhere, from Florida to, to Mississippi to Texas to California uh, to, uh, to the United Kingdom. Marcy and I had a wonderful opportunity on the Thursday before we flew back on Friday to spend the day with two gentlemen from, uh, from England. Uh, they were over visiting, and they were a part of it, and uh, they were staying in their hotel, and they didn't have any vehicle. They had uh, Uber, okay, which can become expensive uh, uh, over time, okay, And so on that Thursday Thursday before we left, we happened to be talking to them on Wednesday and and they were, we just kinda connected and so on that Thursday, Marcy and I politely asked Keith and Andrew, uh, would you like for us to be your Uber for the day? And so we were. And so we took them and, and we drove with them through Los Angeles, I will never do that again. Your pastor almost got in a fight on Hollywood Boulevard. I followed Jesus. We drove all over the city. We drove up the side of this mountain to this observatory just so that your pastor could stand out and look at the Hollywood sign. It looked the same as it does on TV. I thought it was going to do something special, but it didn't. But the conversation, I got to tell you, the conversation that I had, that Marcy and I had with Andrew and with Keith crammed into that. We, 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 by the way, we, this is how God works. This is awesome. We, we like rented a compact car. Like that's what I paid for because I'm cheapskate and it was cheap. And we got there and the compact car wasn't ready. So they said, well, we can give you a minivan. I'm not driving a minivan in California. I got my scruples or we can give you a Mustang. Hmm, let's see. Okay, I'll take the Mustang. So I crammed Marcy and Andrew and myself inside this Mustang which is a four-seat car made for two people and we had some of the most incredible conversations about what God is doing, what God is doing here in the United States, what God is doing in England right now, what God is doing in the church. And the thing that was so amazing about it is that we came from opposite sides of the pond. But Jesus Christ was the same for both of us, for all of us. You see, God's voice is not only heard through His Word, but it's... Th- Heard through the lives of His servants. It's heard in those times of trial, in those times of difficulty. You see, He speaks to us during our times of struggle. He speaks to us during our times of difficulty. He speaks to us in those times of fellowship. He speaks to us in the times of praise when we're lifting our hands to Him. He speaks to us in those times of worship. And He speaks to us in the times of prayer. It's just that we have to listen. We need to listen. You see, the voice of the Lord is the word of God and speaks to our hearts and minds, and in the time of Samuel, as I read Samuel chapter three, verse 10 at the beginning, in the time of Samuel, it says, the word of the Lord was rare, and there was no widespread revelation, and due to the corruption of spiritual leadership and due to the disobedience of the people, the word of the Lord was hard to hear, if you read in Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 through 10, the sons of Eli, the priest, they showed their lack of respect for the holiness of God by sleeping with women who worked at the entrance to the temple. Eli did nothing about their behavior. He did nothing about their transgressions and they were disqualifying them from serving the Lord in the temple and God needed a new prophet to replace them and Hannah met, God, met God's will when she prayed and promised to dedicate her son who was yet to be born uh, to the service of the Lord and Hannah fulfilled her promise and Samuel served in the temple under Levi who taught him and he uh, what he had failed to teach his other son and at God's appointed time he called Samuel to lead his people and, and at the time Samuel was not familiar with the voice of the Lord and through Eli he learned how to respond to the voice and Samuel responded to God's call and he became a trustworthy servant and the reason he was able to do that is because he understood what it meant to listen to the voice of God. You see, as believers, our focus should be on the Word of God. They are life. They are healing to us when we keep them in our hearts, But as we focus on God's word, we've got to listen for the voice of God. You see, I'm afraid today that in a lot of people's lives, even though we claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, even though we claim to have the title Christian over top of our heads, we aren't listening to the voice of God. You see, when there's a statistic floating across our country that says that very few churches in North America are making disciples of Jesus Christ, I'm not saying we're we're I'm not saying we're not teaching people about Jesus. I'm not saying that we're not calling people to make a commitment, okay, or to uh, or to make a decision to turn. But when we are, when the indictment is being made across of America, that that we are not creating a revolution, a culture of Christ followers who who are changing the world for Jesus, then we have to ask the question, are we listening to the voice of God? Because the voice of God is calling us to be people, as they said in the early church. In the early church, you weren't called Christians. You weren't called uh, 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 believers. You were called people of the way. The voice of God is calling to us to be people of the way. And so we need to listen to the voice. Now, that brings me to the next part of this conversation this morning, and that is that when 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 we listen to the voice of the Lord we begin to realize God's revelation because when you begin to listen to the voice of the Lord you realize that in the voice of the Lord number one God reveals his identity you see the voice of God is the Word of God and the Word of God is the revelation of God and God reveals his identity in his word God's Word reveals Jesus Christ as the Messiah and when Jesus declared that the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath Jesus was saying he is the Messiah, the son of the living God. That which we worship is worthy of every ounce of praise that we can give. Not only does God, not only God reveal his identity, but when we listen to the voice of God, he reveals his will for our lives. You see, God reveals his will, his will in his word. His will was to, 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 to die for the salvation of humanity and that believers proclaim. Did you hear that? Listen to me. Did you hear it? I'm going to read this again because I want, to, I want you to catch it. His will was to die for the salvation of a humanity to save humanity and that believers proclaim that Christ paid the penalty for sin for our salvation and that we are as Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says we are saved by grace through faith and that's not of ourselves, it is a gift from God. God reveals the will of the Father is that you and I would be set free from the condemnation, the bondage of sin, and the bondage of death, and in so being set free, Our responsibility is to proclaim to the world who's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. Not only does he reveal that, but in understanding that, he reveals to us that in Christ we have a new identity. You see, God reveals our new identity in Christ. Again, in his word. You see, in Christ we are a new creation. With the Holy Spirit, the power of God, living in us and empowering us to be proclaimers, to witness to the world for Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit assures this This when he says that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. So listen, folks, here's the thing about this. Our responsibility is not to save people. It's not our responsibility. We are not in the business of saving lives. You know what we're in the business of? Proclaiming the one who does the saving. And so our responsibility as followers of Christ, our identity in him, is that now we are the ambassadors of the truth. We are the ones that speak the truth, and God does the rest. Did you know the number one reason why people don't come to church today? I've told you this before. I've told you. What is it? Say it. Ah, We get an A on the corner here today because they've never been asked. The reason these chairs are half empty today is because we didn't ask anybody to come and sit in them. But I did ask somebody. You know, statistically, you have to invite 500 people to get one person to come. I'm just telling you, man, we're falling a little short, aren't we? Yeah, that means we've got to invite 5,000 people if we want to get 100 people to come to church this year. Now, do I believe the Holy Spirit works in ways that we cannot? Amen. I just believe that if we're obedient, he's going to do the rest. And that's what he reveals to us in his voice. You see, our new identity, we are Children of the living God. You see, the sacrifice of Christ gives us life. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22, it says, As in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. We don't understand living to its fullness until we have allowed Christ to be center, to be first place in our lives amen you see salvation is only a free gift because Jesus Christ paid the full price for sin it does not cost us anything but it cost God all he had it cost him his only son Jesus Christ I want you to listen to this next one you might even write this one down Jesus Christ took our place and bore the full judgment of God on sin so that we could take his place. Did you catch that? You see, because he paid the price and he died on our behalf, he gives us the opportunity to be full children grafted in we're not adopted we're not seen as second class we're not like these are my children this is my son jesus this is my adopted kid steve all right jesus steve he sees us because of what Christ did, he sees us in the same light as he sees the Son. The only difference is we're not the Son. <laughs> Yet, this side of eternity, all will be made perfect on the other. Amen? You see, we became our, he became our sacrifice for the sin offering. You see under the old covenant when we go back into the Old Testament, the sacrifice for the sin offering had to be repeated over and over and over again because the judgment of God on sin was far greater than the sacrifice. There was no sacrifice that could be made that was great enough. Didn't matter how many bulls you laid on the altar, how many doves you laid on the altar, how many lambs you laid on the the altar. None of those ah uh, none of those sacrifices were enough to pay for the weight of sin. And it pointed to the need for a better sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice that would not have to be repeated. It pointed to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so throughout the Old Testament, we see the image, we see the pointing, we see the culmination rising to the point when we know that Christ had to go to the cross. And therefore, Jesus Christ, after he had exalted all the judgment of God on sin, cried out at that end, he said, this is finished. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ was far greater than the judgment. Therefore, there was no longer any need for sacrifice. Christ paid the final price. And we can own that today, folks. You see, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is more than sufficient to pay the price for our past, present, and our future sin. And so we need to value his sacrifice by doing his way and his will the way that he wants us to do. Amen? And so that leads us to the final thing that I want to tell you today. It's 11:30, man. I'm gonna be, we're gonna be out of here. I have you out of here by 12:30. This last one. That now brings us to our status. You see, when we hear the voice of God, when we listen for the voice, not only do we understand the voice of God, not only do we hear the revelation, but we understand our status. You see, in Christ. We become God's beloved children. Christ took our place and paid the penalty for sin to give us a new identity and a new status. We become God's beloved children. Simply put, the Son of God became the Son of Man so that sons and daughters of men may become sons and daughters of the Father. Do you live in that? Do you believe that today? Do you realize that in Christ, through Him, because of the price that He paid, you become children of the Father You see when Christ died on the cross one of his last words in quotation from Psalm 22 verse 1 he said my God, my God why have you forsaken me? You see Jesus was forsaken and rejected so that we might be accepted as God's beloved children who can come to him who can call him Father. He is our Heavenly Father. When Christ took Our sinful position, he gave us a new position. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We receive a new, holy, and perfect spirit. Now, let me explain this for a second because you got to grab a hold of this. I got to sit down. I got to get comfortable. I'm comfortable. we're still as messed up as we always were. We still do things we shouldn't do, all right? There's no longer an excuse for that. You can, you can be excused from being goofy when you're not a follower of Jesus, okay? You know, we don't get to hold non-believers at the same level that we hold believers. Did you know that? Okay, however, now listen to where I'm going with this, okay? We're not gonna reach perfection this side of eternity, not physically, okay? That's why this past Thursday when I was on Hollywood Boulevard and I almost ran this guy down. Actually, I didn't. I was stopped... I went to go, he stepped out in front of me very strategically, making it look like I was gonna hit him and then he smacked my car. The human side of Steve was ready to jump out of the car. Because this guy, I'm pretty sure he was about half my size. He's a tall, lanky guy, but I think I could have taken him. (laughs) I could have, couldn't I, honey? I had him, man. Now, I was a little nervous because when he looked at me, he had like this really crazy, you know, you you ever get, Aaron, you know what it's like when you see those little lanky guys, but they have that really crazy look on their face, you know. (laughs) And you're thinking, I'm 10 times this guy, but he looks crazy. (laughs) He might be like Tasmanian, you know, I don't know. The human side of me, I wanted to get out of my car. I might have if I hadn't had my two buddies from over the side of the pond behind me. I'm like, i got to be like all Jesus-like here. But I wanted to get out. I still had that human whatever. And I don't always make the right decisions. I don't always do what's right. But here's the thing in Christ as new creations. Our perfection is not in our action. Our perfection is found in our identity in Christ. Now, it's our task, it's our responsibility to live as Christ, to strive daily to live as Christ. But the most incredible thing is that when God looks at you, when he looks at me, he doesn't see us for who we were. He doesn't even see us as who we are. He sees us as who we can become and be in him. And that is the power of God's revolutionary injection into our lives. He has made it possible for us to be set free from the power and the bondage of sin and live as followers of him. We are capable of being disciples of Jesus Christ who make disciples of Jesus Christ because of the incredible amount of grace that he has poured upon us. Amen? You see, in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in many various ways but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made all things you see God has not stopped speaking to us the challenge for us today and the reason I bring this message is because I want to ask this are we listening God has not stopped speaking to us but in this world where we have so many voices coming at us voices of the world voices of the enemy voices of this voices of that have we stopped listening to God's voice His words are spirit and life and we are to keep them in our hearts for out of the heart are the issues of life. And God is constantly speaking to us but the question today is are we listening to him? If we have any problem or need he is there for us but we have to listen carefully to what he has to say. He has provided the solution for every struggle that you and I will ever go through in life. But we have to listen. His grace covers a multitude of sin. But we have to listen. You see, as we wrap this message up, as the team comes up, you see, the witness of the Spirit confirms the Word of God. He can make us restless. He can make us miserable. He can make us even unable to sleep, just as He did with Samuel, if we're not careful. He can demand what seems strange and degrading to make us deal with our preconceptions and our pride. Has happened with Naaman. When the prophet told Naaman what needed to be done for his healing, he turned away because of his pride. However, when he obeyed the prophet and dipped himself seven times into the dirty Jordan River, he was cleaned of leprosy, he was cleansed. You know what? Naaman would never have been cleansed had he not listened. The question that I ask for us today as the church is, are we listening to the voice of God? Because when the voice of God speaks, it always leads us where we should go. You see, Naaman was about to walk away because things hadn't happened the way he expected. How often do we walk away because we don't get things the way we want them? We don't hear things the way we want to hear them. Things don't go the way we expect them to go. You see, I think the struggle that we have oftentimes is we have a preconceived idea of how we want God to behave. Am I the only one that struggles with that? I have a preconceived notion for everything. Everything that I take to the Lord, I most oftentimes know exactly how I want Him to answer it. You know? When I have a problem, when Steve has a problem, Steve's got a solution. I'm just looking for God to back me up a little bit. But when it doesn't work the way we want it, or it doesn't go how we think it should go, or the timing isn't the way that we think it should be, how often we call out to God, but don't listen to what he's saying? You see, I want you to know this today. The voice of God, the voice of the Lord, always leads us in paths of righteousness. we have to ask ourselves, are we listening? Because you see, when we refuse to listen to the Lord, we miss out on God's power to not only transform our hearts, to not only transform our lives, but we miss out on the opportunities that He has for us to be a source of His transformation in other lives. You see, this morning, if we listen to the Lord and we obey Him, it doesn't mean life is always going to be easy. It doesn't mean everything's going to go exactly the way that we want it to go. But when we listen to the Father, we can enjoy life the way God designed it to be the praise and glory of Almighty God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit I don't know about you this morning but for me the only voice that I want to pay attention to is the voice of the Father. Whether that's him speaking to me directly, that's him speaking through my beautiful wife back here, because I don't ever want to not listen to her voice either. Or it's him speaking through the voice of others, through the actions of of this community through the opportunities to see his glory and see his kingdom expand. Folks, there's a lot of voices out there. As we close with this last song, my question to you is what voices are you listening to? Heavenly Father, this morning, I ask that you would just guide us Lord, I pray that your hand would be upon our ears, that you would anoint us today, that you would challenge us to remove the things that distract us, remove anything that is keeping us from hearing your voice so that we may be the women and men that you have called us to be. So this world, this community, this state, this nation would hear the proclamation of your saving grace. I pray this in your most precious name. And everybody says, amen. Let's all stand.